Hello and welcome to another Kangaroo English Daily Digest podcast. My name is Christian and today is Wednesday, best day of the week. <laughs> um, I'm going to start today's podcast with a little joke. So a guy goes for a job interview at the Spanish public service. So he goes into this this big kind of faceless gray building and he gets in the elevator and goes up to the to the 37th floor and sits down and the interviewer says good morning thank you very much for coming in please tell me a little bit about yourself and the guy says um well um I've been a soldier my whole life and I've just come back from uh from two tours of Iraq and you know it's really difficult so i'm just looking to have a looking to have just a normal job now just a normal job and the interviewer says oh my god um iraq it sounds sounds like it was really really tough right and the guy says yeah yeah it was really tough um one of the worst things was that before we went they gave us injections to protect us against you know chemical weapons and and unfortunately it had some side effects and i developed a lot of allergies For example, I'm allergic to caffeine. I can't drink coffee at all. And the interviewer says, "Oh man, that's that's really tough cuz I love coffee." And the guy says, "Yeah, yeah, I know." And and the other thing was um on my second tour there was a there was a roadside bomb that exploded and um unfortunately it completely blew off my my testicles. I I don't have any any, any testicles at all now. And the interviewer says, "Oh my god, that's that's um That's awful. I'm so sorry about what happened to you. Listen, um I've heard enough. I've heard enough. Um you've got the job. So, um congratulations. Um this this office is open from from 8 o'clock till 4 o'clock. But you can you can come in about about 12 or 1. No problems, no problems. And the guy says, "Well, I thought you were open from 8 till 4. Why why would I come in at at, at 12 or 1?" and the interviewer says well we around here we we spend the first half of the day just drinking coffee and scratching our balls so you don't need to come in for that oh is well um if uh, i i don't know what the the bureaucracy is like in your country but um in spain bureaucracy is uh is a national a national treasure <laughs> um so that 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 brings me uh, today I'm going to try and tell a little bit of a story and so that that brings me to today's word of the day so one of the great things about being in the in the military is that you have great uh, healthcare and um that includes dentistry and if you've ever been to the dentist you probably have i think most people have been to the dentist then you've probably had a filling so you have a, a cavity in your tooth and you know it's causing you pain you're getting you're having toothache and you go to the dentist and he he or she gives you a filling and you have various choices of different fillings you have um you have porcelain fillings which are very durable but very um expensive 
you have um, like composite fillings, which are white, so they're more attractive than uh, than some other fillings, but they're not very durable. And then you have um, amalgam fillings, which are the most common. So amalgam fillings are those horrible, you know, metallic colored fillings that that most people have, and they have a lot of benefits. They are uh, cheap, and they last a very, very long time, and, you know, what more could you want, right? Cheap and durable. Um, now, the, these amalgam fillings are made of an amalgam of mercury and, and other metals, okay? So amalgam basically means a mixture of different things all coming together. That's an amalgam. And today's word of the day is the verb version of that, which is amalgamate. And quite a common verb. I don't know if it's a verb you've ever heard before, but to amalgamate basically means to bring to bring two separate things together into one thing, to unify things. So you can amalgamate two companies. You can amalgamate... Um, your two different projects at work. You could uh, amalgamate your running and your cycling and your swimming to become a triathlon. And, okay, that was a, that was a weird uh, amalgamation. Um, you, you can, um, uh, yeah, and it's, and it's a regular verb. So in the past amalgamated, in the future, you know, we'll, we'll amalgamate in the gerund amalgamating. Um, and that that brings me to to talk about because remember I'm trying to tell a story here so that that brings me to talk about another type of filling that you can have apart from amalgam, which is a filling which they quite often give to children, which is made of glass. Okay, now the benefit of this glass filling is that it releases fluoride, so it helps to protect the teeth as the children are growing. Um, the, the negative is that it only lasts for about five years. So um, that, that's a negative thing. Um, but but, but the, it, the children don't need, you know, they don't need, because their t- teeth will probably fall out anyway, their milk, their milk teeth. So they don't need something that's going to last forever. And I'm desperately trying to, to, to make this, this narrative work. So let, let's talk about children and their teeth and their mouths and accents. <laughs> so um, I, I've made a few videos about pronunciation and accent in the past, and I pretty much always start those videos by saying that you should you should not waste your time trying to lose your accent because the science tells us that your accent is forever. Um, and I've, I had, I've had quite a few comments on those videos that I've made of people saying, well, that's not true. Look at Hollywood, look at Hollywood actors for a start, you know? Well, Yes, we, we can look at Hollywood actors, and if if you look at Hollywood actors, for example, um, British actors who who play Americans, or American actors who play British people, or or sometimes even worse, worse, you know, um, English actors who play Australians or South Africans or Canadians or, or whatever, um, or or even 
even within a country, you know, you have like maybe someone from New York trying to do a Texas accent, for example. Generally, those accents, if, for example, if an, if, if an actor is doing a Texas accent, if you go to Texas and you say, what do you think of this accent? They'll say, no, nah, it doesn't sound Texan. I can hear the New York coming through in the background. People are really excellent at detecting accents. You know, it's something that we do our entire lives from the moment we are born. Because we are, we are machines that w- within, you know, the science tells us that within a few milliseconds, we can, we can detect an accent. Um, and, and so Hollywood actors, they do not do it successfully. And they are already native speakers. And then you'll always have somebody saying, oh, well, I know this guy on YouTube who's got a perfect accent. And sometimes they include a link. And I've looked at those links. I've, um, I've, I've watched various videos of people who supposedly have perfect accents. And I can always tell, every single time, I can always tell that they've got a, they've, they've got a non-native accent. Now, I think that that's perfectly fine and perfectly normal. I mean, <laughs> I don't understand the obsession with trying to imitate native speakers. It just doesn't make any sense to me at all. Um, there's no benefit to you living in Slovakia trying to sound like somebody from from Cambridge. It's just, it's the the idea of it is just crazy. And you know, e- even if you succeed, even if you dedicated. A, a huge amount of time to trying to perfect that accent. No, nobody cares. What, what's the, what's the benefit for you? Um, so that somebody can say, wow, you're, you sound like you're from Cambridge. Oh, you're not from Cambridge. You're from Slovakia. That's weird. <laughs> it's just, um, what, what, you know, what, what you want to be, um, focused on is your, your pronunciation. It's just all about, can people understand you? That, that's that's the only thing that's important. Are you producing some of those key important sounds in English so that people know what you're talking about? So now now I just want to talk a little bit about the science of of accents and why exactly it is that we can't that we can't you know eliminate or, or gain new accents when when we're adults. So. Um, one of the the most prominent researchers in this field is Patricia Cool, okay, in Seattle, and she does lots of work with with little babies, and she discovered that basically after the age of six months, your your accents, well, not your accent, but the sounds that you can hear and the sounds that you can therefore produce are basically fixed in your brain. So uh, let, me, let me explain a little bit about her research. So what she does is she takes children and she, she sits them in a room and to the, to the right of the, of the baby, to the right of the baby is a person who will make sounds and to the left of the baby is some type of stimulus, very exciting stimulus for a baby. So maybe like a, like a teddy bear that makes a sound or a, a, an animation or 
something which really catches their attention. And so what happens is the person who's on the right will make a series of sounds. And then when that person makes a particular sound that they want the babies to react to, then they provoke this stimulus on the left-hand side. So, for example, Japanese, in the Japanese language, there's no difference between uh, L's and R's, like there is in English, for example. L's and R's. So what they will do is that they'll have the person who's sitting on the right-hand side of the baby say, la, 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 with an L, repeating, la, 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 la. And then suddenly, the, the person will go, ra. So they'll go, la, 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 ra. And then when they say, ra, this little animation on the left-hand side, this little teddy bear or whatever will go, right? And so the, what the baby does, the baby looks to the left because they want to see the teddy bear doing its funny thing, right? So they can repeat this. They go, la, 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 ra, and the baby looks to the left. La, 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 ra, and the baby looks to the left. And what they're doing is they're training the baby to look left when they hear that different sound. And what it means is that the baby can actually tell the difference, right? And babies who are younger than six months can can do this. But here's what's really interesting. If you take a baby older than six months, that's when the brain, their brains have already started to eliminate sounds that are not necessary. So now the baby normally lives at home with the Japanese parents. And in Japanese, they don't have a difference between L and R. They don't have the R. So the baby never hears the R. So its brain doesn't develop the pathway, it doesn't develop the ability to actually hear the ur or produce the ur. So after six months, when they take it into the laboratory and the person goes, la, 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 ra, the baby doesn't look because it doesn't hear. It, it literally physically cannot hear the difference. Its brain has eliminated this sound as not necessary. And so her research also shows Okay, this research is, the paper's called Infants' Brain Responses to Speech Suggest Analysis by Synthesis. Okay, so what, what they also showed was that apart from, apart from being able to hear the sounds, the babies also develop the actual motor pathways to produce the sounds. So it's not just about hearing the sound, it's also about the connection between the brain and the mouth muscles necessary to then produce it. And so babies from as old, from sorry, from as young as, as only six months, they've lost that ability to, they've, they've lost that, that motor pathway. It's gone forever. Well, not forever. So the, 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 in an ideal world, you would have a baby that could produce every single sound. You know, you would expose your children to every single sound in that, that a human could possibly make. But that's just not practical. Nobody could do that, right? So what you have is you have different people from different countries, from different languages, eliminating sound. So by the time they're adults, you know, the brain is, the, those pathways in the brain are very much fixed. 
And you know how difficult it is for adults to to change their brains. <laughs> I, I find it very difficult to change anything about about myself or my habits or or anything. So um, that that is the actual scientific reason why um, why we can't why we can't gain accents or, or lose accents because it's there etched into the brain. So um, I hope that clarifies to all the doubters and the haters <laughs> about 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 why um, why our accents are fixed. Um, and anyway, I just want you to know that your accent is beautiful. It's part of your identity. I love it. I think it sounds, I think it sounds sexy and attractive. And um, you should you should keep it. It's really nice. Just work work on your pronunciation. But your accent's great. <laughs> um, I hope you enjoyed this uh, this today's daily digest. Um, I'm Christian, and I'll see you in class. Stop studying and start.